Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You, and we have a wonderful guest with us today, a good friend, Coach Bruce Pearl, head men's basketball coach at Auburn University. And the headline of this program is Coach Pearl is bringing his team, the Auburn Tigers, to the state of Israel this summer. They leave on July 31st, and they'll return August 10th. And so, Coach Pearl, it's great to have you on Israel and you today. It's great to be with you, my friend. Aaron, how are you? I'm doing well. So, Coach, tell us, you know, the headline here is, man, you're going to Israel. It's a, it's a major event. You're playing three games. And the buzz is the SEC Network uh, is going to be televising uh, the, the games. So, you know, tell us what's going on. Well, Aaron, I'm, I'm very it's – it's really been a dream of mine. Uh, to be able to uh, take people to Israel. Um, and I've been doing that for the last several years, you know. And when you go there, as you know, people in Israel, when you ask them, what, what can we do? What more can we do? And their answer is, just keep coming back and keep bringing others. Because the greatest way to understand Israel and what an amazing place it has become, and of course they've got such great pride in the land and in the people and in the history and the culture, um, is is seeing is believing. And so, Aaron, as you know, in my world, in my walk of being the a Jewish men's basketball coach in Auburn, Alabama, I am very close to the evangelical Christian community, and thank God for them, you, their support and love for the state of Israel. I'm so glad they read their Bible because it's all right there. And I do work in the black community because 90 to 95% of my student athletes and the families that I work with and the coaches that I coach with are black, African-American. And we share so much in common with those brothers and sisters as it relates to slavery and profiling and the struggle to overcome those obstacles. And Israel and the Jewish people are a great example of overcoming obstacles and 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 surviving and and succeeding. That's that's awesome. And so your your three games you're playing uh, the Israeli what is it called U two O national team? Is that yeah? It? They, it's going to be good competition. So we're going to be playing the U twenty national okay. team. Their best twenty year olds that they're going to be. You know those guys will be young pros. So okay. that'll be a game that'll be very, very comparable in age between the two teams. Uh, we'll, play, we'll also be playing a select all-star group. And then the, f- the featured game would be us playing uh, the Israeli national team on the 8th of August. So we play the 2nd wow. in Jerusalem, the 7th, and then the 8th of August we play the Israeli national team, and that'll be their best player players, and they'll be grown men. That's wow. the, that would be the team that would play against uh, when the United States puts together an Olympic team of NBA players. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be all that we can handle. You know, I remember Tal Brody when, when uh, in the Maccabi games, when uh, the Israeli team played and beat Russia, remember he said, uh, you know, this win puts, puts Israel on the map. So I hope you'll be able to connect with Tal because he's now a Israeli citizen. 
Well, nineteen seventy-seven on the map, right? Right. And uh, and Tal said it. He said it. You know, as a young country, uh, you know, how many years? Four years after the Yom Kippur War. Um, you know, just striving for recognition as a nation um, in the world of basketball to be the to beat the Red Army. Uh, that right. that same Red Army team that in nineteen seventy-two upset the U.S. U, the United States Olympic team. So you want to talk about, you know, Tal's right. Uh, it, it was a source of great national pride. And I do know how much they love their basketball <laughs> right. in Israel. And uh, so we're looking we're looking forward to it. And our kids also, um, you know, from a standpoint of just culturally, uh, educationally, they're going to, you know, Aaron, you do so much work on college campuses, fighting anti-Semitism. Uh, I just believe these guys are come and, and come back, uh, allies and friends of the state of Israel. Uh, and certainly the opportunity may be to, 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 for some of them to go back and play professionally because it's such a great country uh, to wow. play professionally in. So how can we watch back in the States when you guys are over there playing against Israel? It's, it'll be televised by the SEC Network. So how does that work, Coach Pearl? Yeah, the, the games are on at 8 o'clock um, over there uh, on the 2nd, 7th, and 8th. So seven or eight hours uh, earlier, uh, those games will be on live on the SEC network, and we're so uh, blessed that ESPN has, has, um, is as excited about this as we are in the sense that we are the first Power 5 men's college basketball team to ever go to Israel and play. Uh, mm. Now, U- UConn's gone before uh, because they've had a couple of great you know, Israeli players and brought them back home. But this is the beginning of an annual August event. Auburn uh, is, is taking the first trip so I can get this tournament started. And then in the future, um, we are looking to bring over the very best teams in college basketball in this August period. Once every four years, the NCAA allows uh, college basketball teams to have a foreign tour. And nobody's ever gone to Israel uh, Mm. for whatever reason. Uh, We all know the reasons. One of the reasons is also that it's very expensive. Mm -hmm. And so I am raising money every year uh, now to be able to uh, fund uh, birthright for college basketball. Um, and uh, so we're going to get it started. And hopefully you're going to see teams like Duke or Notre Dame or Ohio State or wow, you know, the, be best, the best names in college basketball are going to come to Israel. That's my goal and my dream. And, and we're going to try to make it a reality. Well, Coach, it's not a secret. And it, you can hear it in your voice that you love and respect the state of Israel. And you were born uh, Jewish. Your mother's Jewish. Father's Jewish. You grew up in... Um, uh, Boston, and so growing up Jewish and uh, in the, a culturally Jewish home, and I, I remember you telling me once you were you were sitting at a maybe a Passover table with your family, and you looked over and you saw some of your relatives that had the the numbers from the death camps on their arms, and your father gave you an education of what those numbers meant, and so tell us about the first time you really understood the age long struggle. For Jewish existence, and I, I think it was sitting at your your grandfather's uh, feet as he sat in his easy chair watching the news concerning the Six Day War in, in 1967. Tell us about that, Coach. Well, Aaron, in uh, uh, my grandfather uh, Jack Perlmutter, I actually pronounced Perlmutter in uh, Ukraine and and uh, uh, Chernobyl, uh, 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 not not Chernobyl. Um, uh, he was from. We always thought he was from Austria. Um, but it was actually part of Ukraine and is, um, God, I'm just, I'm just drawing a blank. Um, but he, uh, he was a plumber 
mm-hmm. and a very hardworking man. And uh, we would go over there a lot on a Friday night and have Shabbat dinner. And, and uh, of course, you know, he didn't work on the Sabbath, but, but uh, he got up early every day and worked really, really hard. A turnipole, turnipole. Uh, okay. That's where he was from. And, um, but Papa didn't stay up much past dinner. Um, he would go to bed. Uh, never, rarely ever saw him watching TV at night uh, because he was an early riser and was a hard worker. Um, but there was this one night when uh, Papa was up watching TV. I was seven years old in 1967. I love Papa more than any, any person on earth. And uh, I had such great respect for him. And he was a strong man, um, but he was watching TV and he was crying. And I, I, I walked up to him. I said, Papa, what's wrong? And uh, he put me up on his lap. And we watched the TV a little bit together. And um, we were watching the news. And they were reporting on the Six-Day War. And he said, uh, uh, I asked him, I said, Papa, wh- why don't you just go to sleep? It'll be okay. Um, you're up late tonight. And he said, uh, he said uh, son, I'm, I'm afraid to go to sleep because I'm afraid that when I wake up tomorrow morning, Israel won't be there. Hmm. And then he explained to me, he said, let me tell you uh, about how I got to this country in the United States. He said, I was 14 years old and uh, you know, your auntie Shirley and uh, your, your uncle Harold um, and um, uh, auntie Claire. Um, They were my brothers and sisters. They were all alive and they were all a little bit younger than Papa. And I said, yes, I, I know them all. He said, well, um, um, I came over at 14 years old with my brothers and sisters to make a new life here in the United States. But my parents did not have enough money to send to join us. Um, and uh, as a result, they were trapped. They had no place to go. Israel was not a nation at that time. That was not an option. And so obviously uh, perished in the Holocaust. Wow. And so how important was Israel to my family, my grandfather's parents perhaps would have been alive had Israel been born sooner than 1948. So I then began to understand just the importance of the existence of the state of Israel. It made, it, it, it said survival of the Jewish people. And it's always, and it, and it's, and it's never been more true. It wasn't more true uh, back in the in the in the 30s when when they were fleeing Europe. It was never more true in in 1948 when it was created, and it, and it's and it's never been more true than today. Yeah, I've talked to you so so often, Coach, about and, and I love love it when you say this that where else can the Jewish people go other than Israel? I mean, they're once again countries like France are you know pushing out their Jews. Anti-Semitism is rising. And so, you know, you talk a lot about the Jewish right of self-determination in their own land, especially in these days of, of rising anti-Semitism. And so I just appreciate your stance on that. I mean, you don't waver. You, you, yeah. you talk about and you honor the, the right of the Jewish people for their own existence. And really, when we talk about fighting anti-Semitism, we're really talking about fighting for the the right of the Jews to exist because if there's no Jews I mean think about it Western law uh, our Constitution Bill of Rights the United States all based on the on the Jewish scriptures on on the on the Jewish Torah 
So the Jewish people for thousands of years, they've preserved the scriptures and the covenants and the promises and the commandments, and they've communicated God's righteousness to a broken world. So, Coach, I, I just thank you for your stance on that and just always talking about the right of the Jews to, to exist. I appreciate that about you. Well, and right back at you, Aaron. Um, and you know what? Yes, God chose us uh, to give us. He chose Abraham, um, you know, in order to give his law. Um, and, Aaron, the Jewish people have never proclaimed to do it perfectly, mm-hmm. Um and, 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 you know, whether we've been criticized, um, you know, for, for our own, you know, human weaknesses and challenges throughout centuries to keep the law and, and to keep God's word um, and the great challenges. And yet we're still here uh, against all odds. We're still here. You know, one of the things that, that does bother me, and, and again, we're all, we, we all learn based on the information that we receive. Right. And today, the information that's coming out from our media and from the social media and the entertainment media, it's uh, it's tragic that we just can't get to the truth on things. You know, like, for example, you know, we were all told that, you know, basically in school that it, the reason why Israel was created was post-World War II. What are we going to do with all these Jews that were leaving the camps? Where right. could they where could they go? And 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 that may have been that timing-wise— maybe been part of it certainly we recognize that but but because people don't want to talk in the media especially don't want to talk about the bible let's talk about the land of israel let's talk about judea let's talk about samaria let's talk about how abraham was given that land and promised that land was promised to him by god and so as a result what did the middle east look like back then there were Jews and there were Arabs and there were lots of and there were Christians after Jesus came. There were lots of different people living together. That belong that land belonged to all of us, and part of it belonged to the Jews. And so, uh, there biblically, that land is part of our heritage, and 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 uh, we don't we do not need to apologize for it. And uh, nobody else in the world has a more difficult time explaining why they have a right to live and where they have a right to live or build than the Jewish people, and it's wrong. That's for sure. And Coach, we're going to continue this discussion and find out what you're going to do while you're in Israel when we come back from the break. On the other side, with Coach Bruce Pearl, uh, Headman's basketball coach at Auburn University, the Auburn Tigers. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Hello, I'm Aaron Free, President of Israel Team Advocates. Israel Team is standing in the gap for the Jewish people in a time of growing anti-Semitism in America. And there are many forces, even within Christianity, that want to divide the land of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. There has to be those who proclaim the truth about Israel in a time when nations are calling for her demise. Our organization works on college campuses where anti-Israelism is in vogue, especially on evangelical college campuses. Evangelical anti-Israel groups highly financed by George Soros and his Open Society organization are pushing evangelical millennials towards the abyss of anti-Semitism, and they are succeeding. One such group, the Telos Group, is funding 
All expense paid trips for young pastors and evangelical college students to Israel where they feed them lies about the Jewish people and the land and they come home anti-Israel. In just the last four years, evangelical young people have cut their support in half for Israel. In a survey in 2018, 69% of evangelical young people said they supported the Jewish people. A new survey in 2021 found that only 33% of evangelical young people support the state of Israel. So if we don't push back against the growing anti-Israelism within evangelical movement, evangelicalism could be anti-Israel within just a few short years. I'm asking you to help Israel team in this fight. I'm asking you to stand with us as we stand for God's covenant with Abraham and the land and the great nation that God is building in Israel. Will you give to Israel Team today? And there's two ways you can give. Go to our website, israelteam.org, to donate section, and you can give securely online. Be sure to give us your mailing address so that we can send you our new book, The Casualty of Contempt. You can also mail your donation to Israel Team. Find our address on our website, israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You, and our very special guest today is Coach Bruce Pearl head men's basketball coach at Auburn University, the Auburn Tigers. Coach Pearl is bringing his team uh, to Israel, leaving on July 31st uh, to play uh, basketball uh, against teams in Israel. So, Coach, um, you're a teacher, and, man, I would love to be a fly in the wall and just, you know, be in those games and travel with your team. So, What's, what's your heartbeat as you bring your, your basketball team to Israel? What's in your heart uh, to teach them? Well, you know, Aaron, a couple of, a couple of stories. Um, you know, I, I feel like um, that uh, teaching is very important, and you talk about, you know, you talk about that. And, and there are some things that, you know, right now, um, you know, what are, what are we teaching our children? What is correct? What's politically cor- correct? Um, you know, I'll give you some great challenges that I have as a basketball coach. I love the United States of America. I love this country. I am so grateful to be a Jewish American basketball coach in, in, in the southeastern part of this country. I can worship as I please. I'm respected uh, because I am. Uh, God is in my life. And even though it's maybe different than some of my Christian friends, um, I'm respected for it. And I'm grateful for that freedom. I truly am. And um, but love of country uh, and its founding so often gets so much, you know, so much criticism. Uh, And again, once again, no, it's not perfect. It wasn't founded perfectly. It didn't grow up perfectly. Slavery was an awful, awful early start to to our history. Slavery existed all over the world, still does. It's just that obviously as a young um, uh, developing country, that was a, 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 an immigration approach that, that our country took that was just awful. Um, and, and, and yet, um, and yet still, uh, unfortunately, we're not teaching the greatness of our country, the things that our country has done to lead the world, to save the world, um, and, and, and to be a beacon of light for what's possible uh, for human existence. So you take the Colin Kaepernick issue. And, and, and I've got young African-American boys that want to support the, the racial profiling, uh, the, the, the driving while black, walking in a store, being looked at like they might steal something, whatever the message in the Colin Kaepernick was, was sending. 
at the same time, Colin chose to do it, um, and and uh, he has the right to do it um, by not standing for the flag. But that's a problem for me, and that's a problem for a lot of people that love our country. So how do you teach these young African-American men to love their country and also be willing to fight the fight that that uh, the, uh, of, of racism, so on and so forth? So, you know, what we decided to do, we, we brought in military, and, and they talked a little bit about about, you know, look, I fought for the right for you to kneel, but if you did, it would break my heart uh, because that's how much I love this country. And and so, we, therefore, we need to have hard conversations and we need to teach both and let these young men then be able to make their own decisions. Um, you know, they, they've, they've been, they, they, the, my, my African-American black players don't have any idea the ties between Dr. King and the Jewish community and the civil rights movement. Our, our players and people don't remember the fact that in 1945, when, when this country was, was, was um, flooded by many Jewish uh, immigrants and survivors, there were brilliant scientists from all over Western Europe that couldn't get jobs at, at Ivy League institutions or because reg- they were Jewish. Albert Einstein taught at historically black colleges Historically, black colleges hired Jewish professors. That's one of the reasons why we became so close to the black community. We were living next door to them in cities. There were other other folks in inner cities that wouldn't didn't want to live near the black communities. That's why Jewish and black communities bordered in cities like Philadelphia or New York or Boston. And people don't realize they don't recognize that. Well, guess what? I'm going to teach that connection. Because that's what I do as a coach. I teach guys to come together. I teach teams to come together. This world needs to find more reasons to come together than find reasons why we should be apart. And so that's why I'm, I'm bringing them to Israel, so that we can come together. Well, you know, Rabbi Joshua Heschel, he was, he was the famous rabbi who marched with Dr. Martin Luther King in the Selma Montgomery March. And so there was many Jewish leaders during the civil rights movement that found solidarity with their with their black brothers and sisters to you know stand in the gap with them to fight uh, against racism. So there there is this this connection, and you know you you, you read so many stories of of uh, the Jewish people you know in slavery in Egypt for four hundred years and in their exodus out of slavery there's many Jewish scholars that made that connection to the you know the black people coming out of the slavery of the the civil right you know moving into the civil rights movement so there you're hundred percent right that there is a connection between uh, the black Americans and the Jewish Americans there is a solidarity there and both have overcome. Both have overcome. When Barack Obama was elected president twice, I cried both times, tears of joy, even though I, 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 I was so disappointed with how we treated Israel as an American president. Very, very, very upset with their policies and their lack of understanding of Israel as, as a Middle Eastern country um, and what it needed to do to survive and what a great neighbor it could become. And, and, it, and it is now becoming through the Abraham Accords. But I was so proud that we elected a black president. Did they, have they done that in France? Have they done that in Germany? Have they done that anywhere else in, you know, in, uh, uh, you know, in NATO? I don't know. We've done it here. So rather than talking about what a racist country we are, we have racism. We do. We have our issues. I think we're a lot, lot better than what's being taught. 
Right. And you're, you're a man and a leader that, that always has promoted the idea of, you know, breaking down the racial walls. And I think you've told me once that it was your grandfather, uh, Jack Perlmutter, that, that taught you those principles. And can you tell us, uh, before we end the program today, about your, your grandfather's funeral and, and what you experienced there? Well, I was, uh, again, a young, a young boy. Um, you know, I probably knew my papa the best between my ages of seven and 13. He died when I was 13, August 10th, 1973. Hmm. Um, he, um, you know, you know, sometimes Aaron, when you're, when your parents or your family are having an argument and you're supposed to be upstairs sleeping and you kind of sneak down onto the stairs just so you can get down there and listen to what they're yelling at each other about. Right. Right. And so I can remember on a couple of occasions, um, the family, you know, kind of, kind of giving my grandfather, my Papa Jack, a hard time because Papa owns some buildings in, in one of the worst slums in, in all of Boston and Roxbury. And they were yelling at him like, Jack, it's costing you a fortune. You know, you work so hard to provide for this family and you let, you're letting all those people just live for nothing and they can't pay their rent. You don't kick them out. And Papa said, look, we have enough. We have enough. These people don't have, would have no place else to live if, if I didn't provide this kind of housing for them. And, and, you know, most landlords would have booted them out. Well, I, I listened to that. I was so proud of my papa. And, and, and I didn't really realize what kind of an impact it had until his funeral. And at his funeral, you know, which was a very, very orthodox Jewish funeral at Stanetsky's Chapel in Boston. And he was buried in Sharon Memorial Park, um, you know, Jewish cemetery. Um, but at his funeral, there were 50, there were like almost 50 cars that you could tell looked differently than the cars that my family was driving. Not that they were rich or anything. We weren't, but these were people that came out of the, out of his building and mm. one by one, you know, you're supposed to put that shovel of dirt and put it right. on top of the yeah. grave. Jewish funeral. They each came up and kissed my grandmother and told stories about how, her husband let them live in this building and didn't charge them rent and brought them food and, and, and gave them money and did things like that. And I said to myself, God brought God. I was born to serve hmm. like my Papa. Wow. So that's what I've tried to do to the best of my abilities. You're a mensch, and a, and a mensch simply means a, a great human being. And, uh, Coach, I just really respect you for, you know, having this burden of, of bringing your team. And so if people want to get involved and help support this trip and the many other trips that you've got planned to connect American players uh, with, with the Israeli Basketball Association, how would we be able to give to that project? You know, the, the best way would be just to communicate with me through my email, probably. Uh, it's real simple. It's Coach Bruce Pearl at Auburn.edu. It's Coach Bruce Pearl at Auburn.edu. And, and, and I don't need to be emailed with folks that just want to contribute. Uh, it would certainly help to uh, support this program in the future. Uh, I just would love to be able to communicate with your listeners and, um, and, 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 and listen and hear what I can do for them. Wow. Well, Coach, I'm, I'm really thankful for what you're doing. Look forward to a, a, a great trip. And uh, have a great trip in Israel this summer. And uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Aaron, thanks to you. And, and, and thanks for 
the Israel team and, and all the incredible that your work that you're doing to fight anti-Semitism on these college campuses.